0: Lord, your spirit rested on Jesus, our Savior, 2,000 years ago. And He's your gift to the church. And we pray that He would rest on us now, that You would uh, speak to us, we pray, uh, encourage us and challenge us. In Jesus' name, Amen. 1974 was the occasion of the rumble in the jungle. Don King offered a $5 million prize. Uh, For the winner of a boxing match. A boxing match between uh, Muhammad Ali, the young uh, pretender, and George Foreman. Muhammad Ali was a convert to the nation of Islam. Six foot three, he was a prodigious talent. A precocious boxer. A man in his own words who was the master of the pugilistic arts. As we all know, he floated like a butterfly and stung like a bee. He was an Olympic gold medalist boxer, a true heavyweight. But he'd been banned from boxing for for three years for avoiding the Vietnam draft. He had something to prove since being knocked out by Joe Frazier. George Foreman was the reigning world champion. Didn't have the technique of Ali, didn't have the style of Ali, but he was reckoned to be the most powerful puncher of the two. Strong, tough, and direct. He also was an Olympic gold medalist heavyweight. The world waited with bated breath as uh, these boxers prepared. In Zaire, they trained for months, uh, tested their bodies to the limits. And then the bell sounded and the fight began the world would soon know who is the true heavyweight champion of the world. In the eighth round, Ali knocks out Foreman, and the result is known. The Rumble in the Jungle. The banks of the River Jordan, 2,000 years ago, John the Baptist is preaching to crowds of hundreds, if not thousands. He's the hope of the people of God, the hope of Israel. For years, he's been preaching and teaching in the manner of an Old Testament prophet. He seems to have come straight from the pages of the Bible. He wears a coat of camel hair, he eats honey and locusts, and he preaches in a fiery manner. He's powerful and direct, and the crowds flock to him. He's the undisputed heavyweight champion of Israel. He preaches a baptism of repentance, a baptism of the forgiveness of sins. Come to me, he cries, and be baptised. Wash away your sins in the River Jordan. Make a new start for yourselves. Commit yourselves afresh to God. Receive my baptism, a baptism which speaks of God's love and God's grace and God's washing away of sin. And the crowds gather in their hundreds, and amongst them there is a young pretender, a man named Jesus of Nazareth, a man who, uh, on whom there were high hopes in the beginning, At his birth, angels gathered and sang in the heavens. Wise men travelled from afar and knelt before him. Shepherds worshipped at the manger. But since then, it's all been quiet. He's not spoken publicly for many years. His life has been hidden away in a carpenter's shop in Nazareth. He's not done much preaching He's not done much teaching. He stands on the side of the River Jordan and watches John's ministry in play. The scene is set for the rumble at the Jordan. Who will be the undisputed heavyweight of the people of God? John the Baptist, who everybody knows, or Jesus, who few have heard of? There is no fight, there is no contest, there is no battle. The reason being that John concedes the match before it even starts. He looks out into the crowd and he cries, One stands among you whose sandals I'm unworthy to untie. There's one among you whose gloves I'm not worthy to tie on his hands. There's one among you whom I'm not worthy to be the shadow boxing partner. There's one among you who will baptize with God's Holy Spirit, whereas I baptize with water. I have seen Christ John, and I testify that he is the Son of God. What does this mean? One of the great truths of our faith is that we're all made in the image of God. That in a sense, everyone under heaven is a child of the same Heavenly Father. The Bible begins with the story of creation. Adam, meaning man, and Eve, his companion, created together in the image, in the likeness of God Almighty. One of the great truths of our faith is that we all bear this image and it can never be erased from us. It may be hidden. It may be disguised. It may be hard to see in our neighbours. It may be hard to see in ourselves. But it's always there. We all have something of the likeness of our Heavenly Father. But Jesus, John declares is more than a son of God. Jesus is the son of God. And this was quite a technical term in Jesus' day. It meant that Jesus was the definitive picture of God, that Jesus was the ultimate representation of God, that Jesus was the true icon of God. Paul the Apostle puts it this way. He is the image of of the invisible God. In him, the fullness of God dwells fully. We began our worship today by singing immortal, invisible, God only wise. In light, inaccessible, hid from our eyes. And of course, we can't see our Heavenly Father. We can't hear him. We can't touch him. We can only know him in the sense that he reveals himself to us. And he's done that fully and finally in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus was born, he was given two names. Emmanuel, God with us. And it was at Emmanuel, God with us, his manger that those shepherds knelt was given the name Jesus, meaning God who saves. And it's to this God who saves in human flesh the wise men came. The Lord Jesus himself said, He or she who has seen me has truly seen the Father. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the representation of God. Jesus is God with us and God among us. Jesus is the heavyweight in ways that John the Baptist could only partially understand. John would speak of God's forgiveness. Jesus forgave. John would speak of God's deliverance. Jesus delivered. John would speak of God the Father. Jesus would say, I and the Father are one. John would speak of the richness of eternal life. Jesus would say, Eternal life is to know me and the one who sent me. Throughout his ministry, Jesus would act and speak in ways that only God could uh, ordain. He'd act in ways that only God could act. And at the start of his ministry, John looks at Jesus and says, one far greater than me is here. In effect, John says, my ministry is the painting, but here's the person. John says, my ministry is the ring, but here is the marriage. John says, my ministry is the birth certificate, but here is the baby. John says, I am the voice, but here in Jesus is the message. John says, I am a man, but here is God. John says, I baptize in water, but he will baptize with God's Holy Spirit. And so he does. The Lord Jesus says he comes to seek and to save that which is lost. He comes to lay down his life for the world. John declares that Jesus is the Lamb of God. If you're a faithful Jew in Jesus' time and you committed uh, some sin, uh, some offense against a neighbor, some offense against God, you would go to the temple and you would offer a sacrifice. You'd make recompense for the wrongs that you have committed. You'd offer a sacrificial lamb to make atonement for your wrongdoing. You'd take a perfect lamb without spot or blemish and you'd offer it on the altar of the temple. But what happened if you sinned again? What happened if you wronged a neighbour again? What happened if after the baptism of John you fell into old ways again? You returned to the temple. You bought another lamb and you offered another sacrifice. What was needed was a sacrifice that would last forever. What was needed was a sacrifice that would be there for all people. What was needed was a sacrifice that would obtain true forgiveness and true cleansing. What was needed was a sacrifice that God alone could make. And Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus is the Lamb of God. And in in his words, he lays down his life for his friends. Lays it down on the cross and takes it up again in the resurrection. In his sacrifice, he bears the sins of the world. Through his sacrifice, he obtains forgiveness and cleansing for any and all who would call upon him. The BBC's uh, running a season on Shakespearean plays at the moment. And one of those they've been uh, looking at is the play Macbeth. The strongest character throughout the play of Macbeth is, of course, uh, Lady Macbeth. Ambitious, political, a schemer. She uh, bullies and uh, tempts Macbeth into that faithful, fateful murder of King Duncan, and then afterwards, both uh, she and Macbeth are affected in quite violent ways. Macbeth becomes uh, somewhat unhinged. Lady Macbeth is racked by guilt. The play ends with her uh, roaming the castle. Uh, frantically trying to wash an imaginary uh, blood stain from her hands out damn spot she cries out damn spot she cannot be clean she cannot rid herself of the guilt that she feels it's a powerful exposition of a powerful effect of uh, guilt that can uh, occur to each of us Lady Macbeth doesn't find redemption. Lady Macbeth uh, doesn't find healing. Lady Macbeth doesn't find cleansing. Of course, it's a play. But in Shakespeare's uh, great wisdom, we have an insight into the human condition. As Timothy wrote to Titus, Through Jesus Christ, we have obtained forgiveness and cleansing and grace by the Holy Spirit. Lady Macbeth needs to find Jesus. John's baptism was a symbolic baptism, a symbol of a ritual cleansing. John's baptism was a symbol of a new commitment to God. John's baptism was an expression of a desire to be rid of an old life and to take on a new life. John's baptism was a figurative washing away of sin. But what John does symbolically, Jesus does actually. Jesus offers true forgiveness, true cleansing, true healing. Jesus offers a complete new start. Jesus offers an actual washing away of sin. Jesus offers a sacrifice we can all claim for ourselves that need never be uh, repeated. Jesus offers a new start for any and all who would call upon him. Jesus is the true heavyweight of God. The Son of God, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, on this Father's Day, we thank you for your great gift as a father to the world, the gift of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the healing and forgiveness that is found in his name. And Lord, we pray you give us all the grace and strength and courage to call upon you and find in you healing, cleansing, forgiveness and strength to live the life you call us to.